Desperate Pastor Podcast. It's very, uh, just rolls right off the tongue at this point. Yeah. Episode 15 is where we are. And uh, if you are here for our pre show, pre podcast conversations, you would probably roll your eyes most of the time. Like, okay, what are we going to talk about? How's it going to go? Well, I don't know. Well, we'll save that. Okay, (laughs) we'll do that. Carry the one divided by two. And here we are saying, we're just going to wing it. No idea. I just you realized make, I forgot to set up the camera too. It's all right. To, uh, no one. Nobody needs on to see this. Today. It's probably a good thing nobody's going to see. Well, last week uh, Deb did ask if we had the, the video because at that moment that we just could not stop laughing about smoking chickens, <laughs> like she was wondering if she could see the video of that, which would have been priceless. I it hope. would have been priceless. Ranked up there with Mike's first moment of speaking to student ministry. We rank in the oh, top three. There. So bad. So bad. I wish. My first time speaking to student ministry was full of laughs because it was really more full of tears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the trail of tears. <laughs> Terror for the people listening. About as great as my listening is going to be today because my headphones are garbage. Yeah, yeah. You have options, but I you did. chose not to do that. It is episode 15 of the Desperate Pastor Podcast. We, are, we have not discussed, though, what 20 will look like, if we're going to have confetti or ride in on... A white horse. I don't even know what New microphones. <laughs> yeah. New Chipotle. <laughs> so we still need shirts, and, uh, and we do need Chipotle. We should we should do like a, a food episode and just... We should. Yeah, because time. that went over well. People really liked us talking about food. <laughs> No, I mean actually eating oh, while we're doing... Just right into the microphone. <laughs> well, you guys can eat. I'm going to smoke a chicken. <laughs> uh, there's a, a whole one for that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We still have never made a TikTok. Maybe that will be our 20 episode. Uh, we'll do a TikTok word. Like let's smoke chickens. chicken. <laughs> My kids would hate me yeah, forever. Uh, and the, there's a, actually a TikTok that's funny. There's this dad that's trying to like trigger his kids by just saying words that are definitely not of his generation, but of his kids' generation. They'll get in the car and be like, man, that guy is so sus. And they're like, dad. Like, that's funny. That is my life. I was, <laughs> my, we still, Fortnite's still a big deal. Ah, yeah. And I also, every morning as we're getting ready to take my two younger kids to school, I'm always like, so when we're in the drop-off line, do you want me to do one of my dances? Would you like that if I got out and said goodbye? And then in yeah. my, son cries like no mom you're taking us to school dad's not allowed to be anywhere near us when when i'm with students i feel like they have pity on me yeah especially when we play uh yeah yeah, we play last night like one of them wanted to play call of duty which i'm horrible at by the way but i play for the sake of them and we played around we played two (laughs) rounds and uh i couldn't get my microphone to work he's like it's okay it's okay uh It's actually we a straw taped to a we, headphones. Like, yeah. why is this not I working? Think, I think we ended in like last place. Yeah. Uh, we died so many times. Aww. He's like, man, that was a good game. I'm like, no, it was not. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's I, what, yeah. We were playing uh, Nine Square last yeah, night yeah. at the youth group, and I have injured myself a few weeks ago. And so I'm just not doing good at the game normally. You know, of course. You're a rock star. First team varsity, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> captain, three years. Uh, but. <laughs> there. Then it went from them like just loving the fact that they could demolish me, yeah. and just get me out over and over again. And so a couple of them started to feel bad. And so like I see them like tapping the ball, and I'm like, do not <laughs> do that. <laughs> like the only thing worse than getting the ball spiked on me over and over again is you giving me this. Oh, here you go. Oh, no. Oops. Yeah. Like when you're my you know dad would let me win at pig when I was yeah. a kid. I'm like, yeah. oh, he missed a layup seven times in a row. <laughs> wow, weird. must be my lucky day. <laughs> Dad's terrible. <laughs> Never. No mercy. Yeah. Like we got this one. Back to my thing last night. We got like this one spot. Back to my story. Smoking my chickens. story. <laughs> but no, like it was bad. And I died. He ended up shooting all these other people. But uh, great we, we get done. <laughs> we get done. He's like, man, that was great teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning me saving yeah. your life multiple yes. times. Yes, everybody underestimated us because they saw you standing in a corner shooting the wall. <laughs> I got him. That's a little personal. Uh, that's how Larry treats me after soccer because I don't like I, I run around on the field and try to play basketball <laughs> on a soccer right. field. 
And when we're done, it's like, oh, yeah, good job. I'm like, come on, Larry. You kicked the yeah. ball. Yeah. Good job. You didn't kill anyone tonight or like wreck their shins. You did a good job. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Larry. I know. I know. I can see through. It's fine. Uh, you can send us an email at me at past, desperatepastor.com. We would love for you to join the conversation. We do our, our in me. I keep looking at the you camera. Keep looking at the camera. The camera that's not on the tripod. Everybody. Uh, our our in email income is, is growing, I guess. That's the wrong word to say. I definitely but, don't yeah. know. Is it monetized, really? No, 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 no. How come meaning, I haven't seen a cut? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it takes money to, to do. Uh, no, meaning like we just more emails are coming in and comments. And so that's what we want. We want to be able to have you join the conversation. <laughs> I mean, they're all spam, but they're coming yeah, in. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I just keep, whenever I sign up for anything now, I just use that yeah, email. That makes total sense. Keeps my, my inbox clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I did win a, a cruise yeah, if yeah. I would I got just... got $10 uh, off a turkey at Giant Eagle. <laughs> yeah. But can you smoke that yeah. turkey? Yeah, sure can. I got a question for you. I know who to ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. Uh, question of the morning. Uh, to get to know you better, if they haven't known you after 14 episodes, here is... Uh, this will be interesting. Would you rather sit at the kids' table or sit at the adults' table for Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, this Thanksgiving... <laughs> Election years, I'll take the kids' yeah, table. I'll the, yeah, I'll take the kids' table. <laughs> I'll take the other room by myself. Table. I might not do Thanksgiving. No. Hmm. What age limit is the kids' table? Uh, whatever the like in your house, like whatever the kids. I table don't know, is. Nate. When do you start liking people? He's <laughs> like, like, if they're under five, I have nothing yeah, to do with it. Right. It does um, make a difference. No, I just like, want to know: Do students? I have to? Do I have to help them eat? No, 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 no. no it's just the environment. It's just. Uh, oh yeah, definitely the kid table. Yeah. <laughs> I um, um go ahead. I don't have first. to. I don't have to try as hard. I feel like to have conversations with kids. Right, it's easier. <laughs> my material. Oh, it's kind of like having a conversation with Mike. <laughs> yeah, my material goes over very well with the uh, five to twelve year old. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, what kind of lights were on the ark? <laughs> Floodlights. <laughs> I get it. Get it. All right, pass me the jerky. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I was thinking even more, a little, a little more crude. You know, yeah. You well, just, that's, we can't do that on the podcast. You shouldn't. Do you that. can make a kid laugh yeah. very easy. Um, although I'm gonna switch back and say, for another part of my personality, if this is supposed to be getting to know us, yeah. then I think I would choose. Okay, <laughs> Nate's getting more coffee. <laughs> I didn't uh, think you'd be able to hear it, <laughs> so you can hear that. Um, <laughs> okay, are you done? <laughs> What? I wish we had a camera. <laughs> Speaking of the kids' table, I think yeah. I'm at the kids' table today yeah, with Nate. You are. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Thank you. So I I think in the election year, I would prefer to sit at the adult table and stir the pot. Oh, I almost did it last Sunday. We had like a, a family dinner um, because my mother-in-law goes down to Alabama for the winter. Yeah. And so this was – she's now on her way there. And it was her last Sunday. So she makes this uh, dinner, and we're all eating. And the whole time – all I could think of is, should I just, should I do it? Should I set it off? Should I just, one statement could probably get people going for an hour and get yeah. them all worked up. But then I was too busy watching football. Yeah. So I gave up on it. But I think I'd sit at the adult table. I'll if, let the kids have their fun. If Mike was at my Thanksgiving and he sat at the adult table, I would sit at the adult table just to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally eat while you're watching. Like, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Popcorn yeah. meme or it's, whatever. It's just too easy, you know. you just people, but... That's maybe not the right motive, <laughs> but that's why I'd be there. Ties into what we're talking about today a little bit. Uh, so for me, I probably I probably err on sitting on the kids' table because I I feel like sometimes like old school adult table was way too stuffy for me. You know, it was not like yeah know. elbows off the table. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do you mean I have gravy on my shirt? Yeah. yeah. That's what? for later. Yeah. When I'm watching football, uh, passed out on the couch. Number two, favorite type of pie. Let's see. Ugh. You go first. I'm not a pumpkin pie guy, really. I'm like an apple, apple like Dutch apple, like crumbly on top. I'm just gonna say yes. <laughs> Everybody's getting coffee except for me, and everybody can hear it. So enjoy I see that. that like there's apparently a hack. Like you take the whole lid off, and it pours a lot faster. Yeah, but then oh. it may still makes the. Yeah, he's also got no, coffee all okay. over the table. Relax, my um, table. This is, you don't belong at my table. <laughs> I like. This is the kids' table. Yeah, that is true. I do like like pecan pie. I really like really? pecan pie, but I like pretty much every pie except for like a key lime pie. Like that's gross to me. But yeah, I'm not a yeah lemon lime. Nope. Yep. None of those. But really, like pumpkin, apple, pecan, all of, all of the above. If there were a camera, 
for people who don't know what I look like. You may find this next statement hard to believe if you don't know me. I do not like pie. Really? Whatsoever. No, no. Just, Apple, cherry, no. nothing. No. no. He just I, wants the whole turkey. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and stuffing. Uh, but I, um, no, like my grandma used to make sweet potato pie, yeah. which is, to me, better than pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin anything. I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. I don't like pumpkin flavor, pumpkin roll. Are you even American at this yeah, point? Yeah, I am. Can you leave now? Um, <laughs> but... Uh, somebody brought a really amazing apple pie to our young mm. adult Bible study yeah. two weeks ago, and it smells great and it looks great. But cook, the consistency of cooked apples uh, bothers me. I yeah. love apples, but cooked apples when what? they're kind of squishy on the outside yeah, and then yeah. they're fr- I, I don't like it. And same with blueberries. All that I like the I like blueberries like, but not in a pie. I know um, everybody's opinion matters, but yours doesn't right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, no grace. That's an yeah. I'm, I'm showing grace. I'm showing grace because I'm thinking a few things right now. Maybe for the extended cut. Can we do a yeah? We could do five minutes. <laughs> an we'll after come, show. We'll come back to this. The uh, unfiltered after show yeah. where we say the explicit pastor jerk pastor face. podcast. <laughs> we use words like jerk face. And yeah, we all the Christian swears. <laughs> Tim, oh, what's his name? Tim, Tim Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am. Funny. I'm fluent. He's funny. In the Christian ones. Uh, yep. Yeah, I and I don't like any berries. Like anything that has berry in the name, I don't. I can't eat them. What in is general with you people? or in a pie? If it were, if they're like smashed up, maybe the taste. Like I don't mind the taste. I can't do the seeds. I yeah. can't do like it. Just so I like can't do it. Yeah, no? can't do it. We have a couple strawberry patches right here uh-huh. by our in our town or right outside the town. And when there's a week. Where they are, like where you're picking mm-hmm. fresh, yeah, and they are can't do so it. good. So, but yeah, but I get that. Like, I'm not gonna judge you. You should. Like some people at the table <laughs> might do because you <laughs> yeah. you have different taste buds. Like, that's fine. The more seeds, the more seeds, the better. Really? But, yeah. Like I, feel I love. Like I can't the, chew down. Like you've obviously never that. had diverticulitis. <laughs> Am I right? If you're out there, you know what I'm talking about. No? Okay. I don't know what that is. I was homeschooled. Yeah, well, I'm not going to describe it. Yeah, let's, let's describe it. <laughs> it's a very painful condition yeah. where seeds don't uh, make, make it, it all the way through. get yeah. stuck. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, way to be insensitive to that population. Uh, I'm helping them. <laughs> I'm eating all of them for them. Yeah, yeah fine. You, you eat it all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no judgment here on that. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, uh, that's more about us, in case you were really wondering whether we, like, Pies or I like cheesecake too. Not your cheesecake really? person. No, like cheesecake. Not a cheesecake oh person. my goodness! We had, we had cheesecake for our wedding, and it was mm. ice cream. That's my thing. That's you. Yep. Ice cream. Microwaved. My wife does that. Microwaved ice cream for like twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. Yeah. That's called a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, way. not quite. All the way to milkshake, but not ice cream. It's like right in the middle, uh, like soft serve. She does that too. I'm like, really? Yeah, like twenty twenty to twenty seven seconds. Thirty seconds is usually too long though. So. How many BTUs is that microwave? Is that even right? I'm just making things up at this point. BTU. <laughs> I got to turn the propane on before we fire up the, uh, the microwave here. Um, I like ice cream. Yeah. Not microwaved. <laughs> That's what your mouth was for. It's, you eat micro, you microwave yeah. it in your mouth. Makes sense. I, I guess I get it. Not really. Yeah. We'll save that. Maybe favorite ice cream, not microwaved, will be an, another topic. <laughs> too choose I'm going to hold back. I will, I'm going to. That's a little teaser. That's how we get people uh, to come look back. At that. Yes, See, they're I, like, we're not here for the content. I need to we're know what ice answers. cream Mike likes. <laughs> I can't live. Well, one that we're going to ask next week or next for our service or pre-service. Oh, I was like, you can't no, tell us. Our pre-service to... is uh, ready whip or cool whip. Oh, is there a difference? There's a oh for sure there's, there's a one in a can and one in a tub. Well, knew, one's one, in an aerosol can. Yeah. One's in a tub, and okay. but they're definitely different. They are different consistencies. Different consistencies. Different taste. No. Different. Yes. One hundred percent. I think we should do a blind taste test. I, I could. I could. I, I could cool you in a heart. <laughs> okay, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> can you put Cool Whip in one of those? You can put things in like yeah, a pressurized right. can, and you know if we squirted them both out, do you think it would change? The taste I give it is no, the way it's. I would know the difference. Came, if you did a blind can. taste test, did it's, it out of the room, brought it in. Now you're going to tell it's me the you way. can tell the difference between real cheddar cheese mm. and liquid cheese. Okay, sure. Mm, probably not. It, uh, <laughs> the stuff in a can is actually a liquid until it comes out. 
just like at Starbucks, it's just like milk and cream in the can until it's aerosol and like it comes out. Then it's the the other stuff is whipped and whipped and whipped until like it's just different. You like can watch it whipped, completely. And then you can watch it <laughs> different. Yeah, different. Uh, so yeah, it's okay, different. Okay, okay. I don't like either. Wow. Yeah. Because it normally goes on like pie, right? So I think we've established. Cool. No, no I can open up a tub straight, of cool whip. <laughs> yeah, straight in your mouth. Eating. What? Now, uh, like, I'm not against like taking the ready whip out and just doing like everybody else in their house does, like in your mouth. Right? But I'm not like I. It just I'm not a fan. I like cool whip is and top, it's very divisive. Top three, top three uses for cool whip. Uh, eating. Eat. <laughs> no, no, like on, on what? Yeah, Eat. yeah. I would say it's on pie. And. Spoon, cup, bowl. <laughs> so you just proved my point. Thank you. <laughs> so I think we. I don't. I'm not the guy. Well, some people would say they can mix it in with fruit or, or with. No, no that's, that's disgusting. That's that gross. is disgusting. That is my disgusting. mother. She calls it um, goop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I made some goop. I'm like, oh, yes, that sounds did. delicious. <laughs> like that must be. I'll make that for you next week. Some strawberries yeah, and blueberries with some cool that. whip don't do or that. ready whip, whichever one. If you I want. did, uh, like, if you had cantaloupe, I would do that. Like, I'm. I, cool whip do you ever freeze? Do you ever freeze it and then eat it? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 It's like light and fluffy ice cream. But he microwaves it and it turns back into a liquid. <laughs> and then he drinks it. No, so. actually that I yeah. don't microwave. He's like, I take Cool Whip, which is soft <laughs> and easy to eat, and I harden it. Yes. And I take ice cream, which is hard, and I microwave yeah, it. Yeah, makes sense. Basically, I do everything upside down. Mm-hmm. He's um, part of the upside down. I think down we've I, am. Uh, I've, I think we've had we've had it with this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I don't I don't know what makes sense in the world anymore. Oh, you know. You know, yeah. I'm going to go get a thing of Ready Whip <clears throat> and a thing of Cool Whip. Oh, I can tell the difference. And Put it on a plate, blindfold me, I'll tell you the difference. I mean, I'll tell you. I'm going to freeze the Ready Doesn't Whip. Doesn't matter. I would know. Okay, so why do people eat Ready Whip? We're done. Convenience. Why well, you're asking back? the question. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad at myself. This is yeah. about me right now. <laughs> I don't need these answers. <laughs> and I'm not going to go waste my money on either of we, those things. As a kid, we never bought the stuff in a can because the stuff in a tub, I guess, was cheaper. I think it's cheaper and yeah. maybe even more of it. Like you're doing anyway. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So we are episode 15. And <laughs> wow. uh, we, our conversation, we have like 17 different things we were talking about, talking about. Uh, you like that? Uh, you can look at the camera. That's not there. Make a face. That's <laughs> not there. But uh, so really, I think what we've come to is, you know, what if Christians actually lived like Christians, like Jesus. What if we say we follow Jesus and we actually live like that? That's part of that's kind of tied into it. Also, what's kind of tied into it is uh, this idea of, like, how do you walk out your faith in the face of uh, this ever-changing? Because, like, right now, in our in our world, in our country, numbers are going back up for corona, and then you've got people say, you know, what's going on? Where is God? Why is he allowing this? How do we... How do we live like Jesus followers in the midst of just the uncertain times, which we talked about a little bit? I feel like some of it we keep coming, we circle back around to, but I, I, we do that, I think, because people are struggling and they're wanting answers. And so, uh, but also we've had conversations pre show about, uh, pre conversation about um, uh, having grace with one another. How do we love each other? How do we walk this thing out? And so it's kind of like a, a potpourri going old school there potpourri Whoa. of conversation of potpourri. those like because we've gotten emails about that mm-hmm. uh, we've had conversations about uh, graceless churches people that uh, you know say they follow Jesus you, you mentioned a quote earlier um, I mean not on the show but pre oh yeah um, just and it goes back to the you know the <laughs> the whole conversation about uh, you know the People don't like it. We've heard a lot of people like they argue <clears throat> against it. So I want to be. It's uh, Gandhi. Gandhi, I yeah, yeah. Uh, your Jesus, I like, uh, or I know, but I do not like your Christians. It depends on your people's interpretation, but it's just a way of saying, <clears throat> you know, Christ is um, gives us an example of how to live in the Word, and He had a life here on Earth, and we have accounts of it, and He He spoke on many things. And a lot of times the church, Christians that attend church or hold that identity as, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, they don't respond to their neighbors, their friends, their family, their congregation members in a Christ-like way. So you have a lot of, that's where the you guys are hypocrites comes from. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we're hypocrites because we have a standard of living, which is the Word of God, and we don't live up to it. Now, on some, two two important things there. 
uh, Gandhi <laughs> is not Jesus, right? And, and therefore, uh, he and he wasn't a, a like truly a follower of Christ, so he wouldn't have some of the knowledge. You know, a common rebuke of that is we are the church. So th- when we make statements like "I love Jesus, but I don't love the church," well, mm-hmm. we belong to the church. It's one body. The right. Lord God says that. So we are not in the group of people saying like "I don't like the church." Uh, what we mean by that is I don't like the response. I don't like the behavior of the church. Uh, however, the church is the hope and the means by which Christ, and God has chosen to carry the gospel to all people. So we don't get to throw the church away. And we yeah. don't get to, and some of us, we don't get to leave when we don't like a decision <laughs> or 10 decisions that yeah. have been made. We say we have to, God has me here and I have to work through it. And, um, that's, I think, a bit of what we're going to get into yeah. today. And that's hard as leaders, too, in all this, is leading through this, leading through unsettling <clears throat> times, leading through the difficulties. But what you just said, what makes it hard as leaders, is your friends, who you really care about, can walk out the door and say, you know what, I'm, not, I just, I, I'm yeah. done, I'm upset about this thing, uh, I don't agree with you on that thing. And a lot of times it's not even like, you are sacrificing animal. Like, no, no, no. It's just, we right. just disagree about this thing. And then they can just say, you know what? I'm going to go to mega church down the street and kind of hide for a while. Yep. And we don't have the luxury. And you have even people in leadership that will say, we're going to make this huge decision. And then they, the next moment they can be like, Hey, you know what? My family didn't like that decision. We're, we're leaving. Like, wait, 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 yeah. you were part of that decision and right. you're leaving. Right. And that's, uh, that's hard as leaders, uh, as, as pastors to, there's a there's a a balance you've got to try to keep, but it's it's hurtful and it's some things I don't think you don't even understand as people that are even leading in the church on the leadership team, but not say on staff and and what we struggle through at times and even give an insight into that is interesting. There's a so there's all these these conversations that are kind of probably all part of this conversation today, uh, but I think it goes back to. Grace. I think it goes back to why do we exist as the church? What is our job? Not just of the the building, the location, but us as the church. How ought we to live? How should that affect our conversations? How should that affect our decisions? What does that look like? Um, we all have different, an interesting perspective because we are full time ministry. So it, I'm sure our conversations are different than those that do give a lot of time, like they work a full-time job and then they're part of things at church where they're giving up nights during the week and other times. And so there's all these things that are kind of like, that's kind of even what we struggle with even before we start recording. Like, where do we go? What do we talk about? Uh, where are people at that are listening? And so we're trying to trying to take into account where you guys are and speak to that. Uh, but a lot of it does come back to, I mean, even emails this week about living in unsettling times and how do we respond? What do you tell someone when things are out of control? You know, how do you, how do you respond to that and all kinds of stuff? So I feel like in a lot of ways, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like we've talked a lot about, um, the job of, of the church and coming back to, you know, love God, love people, make disciples. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how that is, that is what we are called to do. But I feel like in a lot of cases, uh, people separate that and, okay, that's the church's job. And then whether, however they separate in their mind, um, whether they separate out, well, that's the church, and then when I leave the church, I'm my own person. And we maybe fail to see that that's, that's my job, that I am the church, and that's my job. And then as I go and as I live my life, uh, that's what I do. It's not just the the corporation church's job. It's the church's job, and I am part of the church, whether it's a Monday afternoon or whether it's Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. I am the church, and this is how I'm to live. And like I, I feel like when you tie back to all of these different issues, whether it's uncertainty, whether it's um, walking out with grace, uh, I feel like one of the things that I think about and one of the topics that I brought up in... Um, post pre. or pre pre not post pre podcast is uh you know family dynamics and families getting along and and people that follow Jesus getting along with other people you know we're coming up on the holidays and uh I feel like there's always family tension uh it's an election year it's holidays it's everything else and there's always tension and you think um 
if anybody should be able to get along with anybody, it should be people who follow Jesus, but that's not always the case. And I think that one of the reasons is, is we fail to live out, we fail to walk out grace. And one of the reasons that we fail to live and walk out grace is because we fail to see that our job is to love God, love people, make disciples. And it goes in that order for a reason. Uh, because even when, man, we talked about this youth group Sunday night, mm. uh, Somebody, because we were talking about cancel culture, and we were talking about loving people as this overarching thing. And somebody, somebody asked, "What? Well, what about if I feel like I can't love somebody? Like, what if I feel like I, I just can't?" And we kind of came back to this idea that that's why love God comes first, because really there is, there is, and there should be times when you're like, "Man, I feel like I can't love that person," and it should be, it should be God's love through you and a reflection of God's love through you to that person. Um, that it shouldn't always be in your own human ability. But I feel like people that follow Jesus fail to see that. And we fail to live it out because we say, well, that's the church's job. And as we do ministry and as we do church and as we uh, have outreach and all these other things, that it's the church's job. I will, uh, I'll be part of that, and then I'll go here to my family, and I'll do whatever I want. Uh, I just feel like maybe there's some inconsistency there. I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I know. I definitely think that you're you're hitting on something there, and that is, you know, um, I think I've probably, you know, I hate when you tell the same stories over and over or somebody, but I, I'm pretty sure people don't have a cataloged, uh, you know, archive of everything that was said here. But um, something, a great lesson that I learned uh, one time it, when I was younger is I wanted to start a landscaping business, and I did, and I had it for six almost seven years and you know did all right at it uh, and got me back through college and into a new career but while we were when I was doing that when I was going to start it it was right out of high school and my parents were like um you know I I just don't know like I you never did like anything here like you would mow the grass because we made you <laughs> uh, but you never were like hey let's uh plant this and let's do that sure. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, but I love it. And they're like, well, I don't know. I don't see you doing that. Yeah. And um, and I've always felt that, uh, especially when I took a job being vocationally in ministry and having a family, that I wanted to make sure that it was not that type of scenario where uh, my children even, and my wife saw me being one type of person, sure. helpful, compassionate, right. whatever, do, I'll do whatever you need and giving my, and then when I'm asked of these things from my family, I don't do them. And, right. uh, God just really convicted me a long time ago about that. Like if you cannot do these things at home, mm-hmm. uh, and with the people that you love and your right. family, then you are a hypocrite and yeah. you are, and there's some, what you're doing in the church is not authentic. It's mm-hmm. some, you're doing it for the wrong motive. And so, um, when it comes to church, like when the people that belong to the church, when I'm preaching and it feels like maybe I'm shouting, if you're from our congregation, you feel like I'm beating you over the head with this stuff. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's an imploring of you to say there is, there is no substitute for belonging. I mean, I said that last week in my sermon, we're in Philippians. And I just said, look, if you're, if you're struggling in your faith, then you need to get busy doing the Lord's work like that, that there is no substitute. Uh, a counseling session's great. Uh, we can pray together. That's awesome. But if you don't change and you are not, and you're still, if you're not doing the Lord's work, you're, you're filling yourself with the world okay. and the means, you know, to an end. So when we come to COVID or these, you know, what do we do is numbers spike again. Any of these trials, it, it actually doesn't even come back to just simply, oh, go to church and uh, do this and do your daily devotion. It's get busy if you believe you're part of the church, then you share the burden. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm jumping analogies here, Uh-oh. <laughs> but oh, if boy. you have these, you know, I'm very interested in um, businesses and how they were made. And sure. so there's a couple of really, I'll plug a podcast, how I built this with Guy Raz. <laughs> uh, it's a NPR podcast, but they just interview businesses and mm. they talk about all the highs. And what I love is they talk the highs and the lows and a consistent theme that you find is in companies that were started with people who said, we are in this together. 
Um, yeah. The la- the most recent one was a guy that makes uh, rad electric bikes, um, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, how they're on the through COVID they've been on the increase. But the first he started when he was like 15, and then he finally scaled and got this first big order from overseas, and it came in, and he tried the first one out, and realized that because they were made overseas, they they did the brakes backwards, like yeah. intuitively, like the left brake was on the right, and the right, and like the front and the back brakes were different than what they would have here. So he said there was three people at that time. Him, his partner, and I think his significant other, like his his fiance now wife, and he said so. They had like five hundred bikes, and he's like, we basically worked all day, all night, and we we swapped it all out. We got them done, and we fulfilled sure. our orders because we were in it together. And I think we see that in the church sometimes. You see churches when they're building a building or when they're yeah. accompli- they're accomplishing a goal. There's this unity as they do the Lord's work, or we're going to do something for the community or for that homeless, you know, mission down there. We're raising support or we're collecting goods, and you see everyone come together, and you see the life and the vibrance in that. Mm-hmm. And then you see these long periods of time where it's like you better preach a good sermon series, and the worship <laughs> better be good, and the kids programming, yeah. you know, which should be good. But the, to the extent that you're involved in the mission that you were given, that we were all given from mm-hmm. Christ to go and make disciples, your satisfaction lies in that yeah. very heavily. And I don't think we teach that as much as we said, like your satisfaction ultimately lies in Christ, yes, but Christ gave you a roadmap. Yeah. <laughs> Be busy doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the huge answers during these seasons of uncertain times and what is find a way to be part of what the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. And I'll stop for now. I have another analogy. <laughs> I'll give everybody a break on Mike, and I'm going to come back to it because <laughs> it's a thought I had last night that really struck me. Mm. Teaser. Just kidding. <laughs> like, Joe has something to we're say. We're done. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for tuning in. <laughs> no, I think of First uh, John 4 when uh, Nate was talking about loving others. And I just want to read these words because they're good for us to remember because... Uh, we need to love God, and then you, Mike, you even said that God, that love comes from God, and so we. I think, I think you said that, but uh, dear friends, this is God said it first. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> part of the ordination questions. First uh, John four seven, dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God, and so that's a very significant verse. That if I am able to love, uh, it really is because of God. And really, because I've been born of God, and I think Nate even talked about this from there, talking about Sunday night, but the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. That God's love was revealed among us in this way, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists of this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And it goes on and on about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if we can't, and you were talking about this because of youth group, yep. uh, if we can't love others, um, that's also an indication of where our heart is with the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're going to get it right and it's going to be perfect all the time, but, but if I truly understand the love of God in my life, if I truly understand uh, God's forgiveness in my life, then it's, gonna, it's not about me, number one, but it's really about living my life through His power. And we talk about this all the time. We're going to talk about it Sunday morning, actually, uh, John 12, <laughs> that it's, it's really dying to self and living for him, and living in his power, and walking in the spirit, and uh, we can't, I can't love my neighbor, I can't love the person that I disagree with, uh, I can't do the things that God called me to do apart from his power in me, and so when we talk about what do we do in difficult times, or uh, how do I, how do I love, how do I walk in grace, how do I be a part of the church, and one of the big ideas in our culture right now is hyper-individualism in the sense of like, it's about me, it's about what I want, and as opposed to like, no, we're in this together. And we use the word together a lot in our in our context. And I don't know if people pick up on that. For 2018, we we called it our, our journey. We went through the Bible and we talked, we use the words together a lot. And even uh, in the things that we talk about, that we're in this together that it's not a me as a pastor or us as pastors and them. It's, it's all of us together. When we give, we're giving too. It's not a like, hey, give so I can get a mansion. It's like, no, we're all giving toward what God is doing in this place. And so it's trying to, I think, I think people want to be a part of that and want to be a part of community and trying to help them to see that they can be and need to be is very important. But it goes back to love. I mean, that we love God and that's where it all begins and we only love God because God first loved us. And so 
if we get into these discussions about election and all that, not the election, but, <laughs> but spiritual election. And uh, to me, uh, I think a, a big part of this is just getting over ourselves, that we, yeah. we think uh, pretty highly of ourselves. And Paul says, you know, don't, feel, don't, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. To not only look out for your own interests, but the interests of others. And if we could do that, I mean, we talk about all the time. If we just did part of what we, if we walked out, if we applied, if we lived out the things that we know already from Scripture, besides all the stuff that we still don't know and have not applied, if we would just <laughs> yeah. live those things out, our life would look different. Then when people look at our lives, they wouldn't say, oh, Jesus, I like, but I don't like you. I don't like, because, yeah, because we're, we're walking to please self. We're walking to, with our own agenda. And it's really about walking to please the Lord in his power. That's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talked about that a little bit too earlier, uh, that we can't do this. It's it, the crucified life this, uh, that I've crucified with Christ. and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And in living in his power and his strength and stuff that we just, we, we got to not only teach more, but walk out more in our lives because our relationships would look different. Our, the way I love would look different. The, all these things would look different if we did. Cause, because, I'm not going to get off the soapbox, but because what we have in our culture and in our church culture is we have this mentality of just trying harder. And we've got to stop with that idea of try harder and surrender more. And, and some people will say, well, that's semantics, but I don't think that that's semantics. I think that that's, <laughs> we got to get out of this mindset of like, okay, Tomorrow I'm going to read my Bible, and I'm going to try really hard to love my boss, who I hate right now. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. It's like, God, if, if change my heart. Yeah. Make me uh, more patient and kind, all the fruits of the Spirit. Grow those in me. Uh, get off this, like, I'm going to try harder and, and really surrender more of your life to Him. There's that yeah. song, Lord, I Want More of You. I think it, the song should be, God, have more of me. <laughs> you know, that we, we cry out like, Lord, we want more of you. He's like, no, look, you, you got all that you need. Like, <laughs> you just surrender your life to me. Yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes we, we fill that space so much with us trying that we don't, like, we don't leave room. Right. <laughs> we don't leave. We, it's, it's all about me. And wherever, <laughs> wherever my try hard ends, God, if you could just make up the difference. Right. Well, it's like um, a, you're a child that's trying to do something and you're like, you, you're trying to help him. Like, no, like they take it away. Like, I got this. And like, no, no, you really, you know, you just need me to, no, no, no. And we make a mess of it. <laughs> we cut up all the wrong stuff. And then we're sad because of the thing we were trying to do doesn't work out. And we're like, God, why didn't you do this? Dad, why, whatever. As opposed to just like, yeah, this, uh, let me do it through you. Yeah. And yeah, it, Joe, that was awesome. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. what'd it, you say? I tuned out. No, I'm just kidding. I feel like it takes, uh, I don't feel like it takes humility. And I think human nature, and especially human nature in 2020, yeah. Uh, yeah. humility is not this crazy high thing on the list that says, man, I need to focus on being humble and it's not about me and it's not about what I can do. Uh, I think 2020 and even the last, you know, three, four years has been all about. Um, like you said, hyper individualism mm. uh, about what about me, about what I can do, about me being an influencer, about me not yeah. needing anybody else, and there is no humble beginnings, so to say. It's about uh, me and what I'm building. And God says no. God right. says no, 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 no. It's about me and what what I'm going to do through you as you are as you are empty. It, it's about less of you and more of me that. Uh, I believe it's in John where he says, you know, he must increase and yeah. I must decrease. Um, That's John the Baptist speaking about Jesus coming on the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, this is not about me. Yeah. I've always been pointing to him. And now that he's here, I really need right. to, to step back. And it's the same thing in our lives. Is, as Christ followers, we have, nothing, we have nothing to stand on in the sense of I saved myself. No, you didn't. I did all this good stuff. No, you didn't. Yeah. I'm worth No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, we focus a lot on, I'm going to live, uh, I guess I'm trying to think how to say this without. I just like, say it, that would make it controversial. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, I feel we focus so much on living Christian lives in, in quotation marks. We focus so much on living Christian lives that we forget to live like Jesus. Like that's, I think, kind of what you were saying is we have this idea of, this is Christianity. This is living this Christian life, and I'm going to try really hard 
to live this Christian life. And we forget that out of humility and letting God work in us and through us, that through God and by God's power and through the Spirit in our life, we will begin to look more like Jesus. And I feel like sometimes these are two different things. Yeah, because we've been focused on behavior modification. Yes. We really want to push people to heart transformation. Yes. Because what doesn't work is, yes, you've prayed this prayer to follow Jesus. Now just act like a Christian as opposed to, like, God, change me. Somebody in my social media feed this week, uh, another pastor, was was posting about how we need... And it it kind of, like, it hit something in me because I was kind of frustrated, but he was posting about this younger generation. And I part of me falls in that, this this younger generation. <laughs> I think and a big part of you falls into that. A big part of me falls into that. <laughs> the uh, but, uh And the coffee. He's, he said that we just need to train them to do right. Yeah. And I was thinking... No, mm. like so far from it, and you almost wonder, you almost wonder how this this up and coming because he specifically was talking about the the Gen Z, and uh, you you almost wonder why there's such a turnoff. Mm. And I think the focus has been in the wrong place. It's not about behavior modification and training them to necessarily just do right yeah. and to try harder to do right because it's going to lead to failure. And like it has been on and on, it's led to failure. And the point is, is it's not try harder. It's not behavior modification. It's life transformation. And that is uh, through the Spirit. And that's through surrender. And that's through Romans 12, 1 and 2. And we're always going to come back (laughs) to Romans 12, 1 and 2. He's got it. Um, That's what it comes back to. And that is the most freeing and the most liberating thing when you get that when you understand that that that's what it's about it is the most freeing and the most liberating and a humbling thing when you realize it's not about me it's not about what i do and how i try harder and i'm going to make god happy the performance treadmill is gone it's all gone mm-hmm. and i can live in this humility understanding that i cannot believe that god can can use me that can work through me can transform me and as a result your life looks completely different um earlier a few minutes ago you you know we referenced humility and to me i'm gonna do that total pastor thing where i'm preaching through philippians and and let me guess chapter two yeah chapter two um just because i i flipped through my bible looking for titles sections that said humility. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, that's what I found. I did the thing where you close your eyes and like, God, what do you want me to read today? <laughs> oh, that's it. But uh, but truly before that, um, Paul is writing to these people saying he's in prison. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to bring that, we need to bring up this fact that so many people around the world that claim the name of Christ and the identity as a follower of Christ do not live this Western experience of being a Christian. <laughs> right. We get, you know, and I, that may be one of my drums that I bang all the time, but, you know, we have a lot of uh, practice. I won't even call it doctrine and theology, but I'll say we have a lot of practice and um, cultural norms associated with church mm-hmm. that just don't fly outside the, bo- the borders of America. Yeah. And uh, one of them is uh, when you live in a nation of radical, individualized people, um, you know, the, we have our rights, and we will fight for them and these things. Uh, and then you find passages like Philippians 2, where yeah. it says that Christ himself... Yeah. Our example. Yeah. Uh, humbled himself. Yeah. yeah. And Just, but before, think about that, yeah. though. Like, think of the implications of that. Yeah. God yeah. humbled himself. Right. And gave us an example. But I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Seriously. I think of John 13 too, like where he. I'm not going. You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back to a familiar one. I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. Because I don't have to. Because I have the right not to wear one. It's such nonsense. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just because we're coming. You know, that's gonna be. It's in our. It's in our face. No pun intended. <laughs> it's coming back around. Sure. We're gonna see. I mean, if you watched things on the news here in Ohio last night, like the. The, the groundwork is being laid for us to, that if things keep going the way they're going, that restrictions are going to be put on us by the government again. And we're going to have to make those decisions as leaders, as shepherds that watch over the church yeah. and our local gatherings. And guess what? The truths still remain that God's purposes will be accomplished. 
this is nothing compared to what the church faces on a day in and day out basis so many in so many places around the world. Mm. And Paul, writing to these people, is in prison again. And as I was telling the people here at our church last week, you know, if you go back to Acts 16, when he founded the church in Philippi, he was in jail, right? <laughs> right. For preaching the gospel <laughs> right. and for condemning somebody else, you know, for taking money out of someone's pocket because yeah. he spoke out against a false teaching. And so there, and God does a miracle there. So his life was characterized by that. And so right before chapter two, at the very end of uh, chapter one, he says, for it's been granted to you for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, that is Christ, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict you saw that Paul had, mm-hmm. I had, and now here I still have, yeah. here that I have. This is the foundation, the establishment of the church, one of the, the great missionaries, and there's been many over the generations, but Paul taking the gospel to the Gentiles, facing imprisonment mm-hmm. because there was a government system that did not want, you know, Caesar's God, not your God, you're in, you know, anytime you do that, we're going to put you down. And he's looking to his brothers and sisters and he doesn't say, get me out of here. Give me things, make me comfortable. He says, you know what? It, in, a, in paraphrase, it's been given to you the joy, mm-hmm. the opportunity to suffer as Christ, who, as he'll say after this statement, who even himself did not consider equality with God something right. to be grasped, but he humbled himself, mm-hmm. took the form of a servant. If we would just have a servant mindset when we come into conflict, which will exist, but when I come into a conflict in the church or I go, um, I mean, there's days I'm preaching and I'm like, man, this is just a big ball of hot garbage. Like, you know, like God. I know that feeling. Yeah. You know, I mean, serious. And I go, but that's if if it's all based on me and my ability to be a speaker and entertain, maybe, but I'm still speaking about the word of God. Agreed. And the Spirit of God can do great and mighty things. And if we would just look to each other with humility and have a servant mindset to say, together, as we've been talking, I'm preaching my uh, my sermon series here, but collectively, we can do far greater things than we could ever do on our own. And that is not just a team approach. That is the way God structured the church. Right. Yep. Together, you will accomplish this mission. So Americans... Together with your persecuted brothers and sisters around the world, yeah. you will accomplish the mission of the church. Second uh, Peter, First Peter two twenty one says, "For you were called to this, because Christ also mm-hmm. suffered for you, leaving in you an example that you should follow <laughs> in His steps." That I think sometimes we feel like we're above, or or we think this persecution with air quotes that you can't see, this persecution that we are experiencing is just so just detrimental and that right. how could God even overcome these things? You know, trying to circle back a little bit to the the chaos and the unknowns in our world. Mm-hmm. And I've said this and Nate alluded to it earlier, but I say this often is nothing changes. Right. <laughs> that if before the chaos I'm supposed to love God, love people, make disciples, then in the chaos I'm supposed to love God, <laughs> love people, make yep. disciples. Out of the chaos I'm supposed to love God, love people, make disciples. That mm-hmm. if I'm loving God, which means that I'm uh, in prayer with him, I'm talking about you know what's going on. I'm sharing. I'm being real in my life. I'm I, I'm in his yeah. word. I'm in the context of the church together. Nothing changes, right? So how do I navigate through chaos? How do I navigate through difficult times? I go back to saying, okay, I God, I want to love you with all that I am. Help me to do that. Help me to love my neighbor who I don't agree with or or hates me. I'm going to love them and pray for them. Yeah, I <laughs> as a child and even. Maybe now. I always hated when I would hear people preach and say, like, you know what? Persecution might come. To this kind of, you know what I mean? I'm like, but I just had this thought the other day. I'm like, um, Paul, and maybe, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't like to speculate, but maybe there were a couple nights in the cell where he was like, really, God? Like, for, like come on, yeah. again? You sure. Know, you called me to this, but we don't see that in his writing. No. And we may feel things, but when you put pen to paper... And you, you know, the spirit of God is moving and as we know, and creating and writing these letters, the message was, this isn't a problem. Right. Imprisonment, (laughs) beatings, shipwrecks, like the things that we hear that he says, this is not a problem. This is a place to rejoice. This is a place to sing hymns and to worship God because this is where God has me. 
you, if we met someone like that today, you'd be like crazy. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Paul's it, perspective, though, was Paul's perspective was that like I'm so thankful for these chains because people that are chained to me are now hearing the gospel. Like I'm leveraging these things. <laughs> yeah. Like so, yeah. he's loving God, loving people, making disciples in that whatever situation he found himself in, shipwrecks or hardships or right. anything, yeah. chained to a, a jailer or chained to a a, a guard. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Right. Ah, stop. No, you're stuck to me, so let's right. have this conversation. Right. The yeah. modern-day equivalent. Hold on. The yeah, modern-day equivalent is sitting in uh, the middle seat on a plane. Yes. <laughs> you're stuck with me <laughs> for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you said, like people would think that you're crazy. And yeah. Like yeah. You think about how radical it is to live a life like Jesus and live a life of humility that, that says my life is all about loving God, loving people, making disciples, that should be crazy to people in 2020. Yeah. Uh, to be able to live with a sense of peace in 2020, right. this inner peace that says, man, I God's got this, uh, that should be crazy to people. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, goes back, too, to where I think we've tried to disconnect ourselves from love God, love people, make disciples, and say that's the church's job, that's not my <laughs> job. And I think if we... Um, if we made that our job, which it is our job, I think mm-hmm. our lives might look a little bit yeah. different too. Yeah. Um, if we, I'm trying to think of the word, not responsibility, but um, it's a good word. There's yeah. another word I'm looking for, but I, I, I don't have it. I, I mean, when you just said that, uh, I thought you partner the peace, like this. So they shut everything down again tomorrow. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna have different eyes, even than the first time, because none of us handled it well. Like, I mean, like we've never been through Speak that. For so, yourself, Mike. Yeah, I was there. No, um, <laughs> you know, like, but we were like, oh my goodness. Well, and even last night, as I heard these this news report, I thought, oh no, this could come. But like shutdowns could happen. Um, but we had a sense real early on in in because this is the first thing that I can think of in our lives where we like nationwide real i mean because i didn't grow up during the wars that have existed weren't like the world wars where like 9/11. i mean i believe you know 9 11 yeah that would be a good one i yeah. get yeah pretty much there was you that's yeah. what i'm getting at yeah. Yeah. like where there was like yep. we are in this together yeah or we're all suffering yep. you know and so uh as churches we, i mean we never were shut down i guess no, maybe that's what i was going that. at like yeah, yeah so we really had to like we we had to like partner. Okay, where do we take a stand? Because I think some believers would say, "You're right, Nate. I have peace that God is in control. Therefore, I'm not wearing my mask, and I'm not going to stop going out because God's in control. And if I die, I die. And I and Paul says to live is Christ and to die is gain. So hey, you know. And but we partner. I know you're not saying that. Yeah. yeah but no. I want to make sure people hear. If you could have that peace yeah. coupled with a servant mind that says. How can I show my neighbors in yep. this crisis when I'm chained to yep. the guard? How yep. can I preach the gospel in that way? And the way that a lot of churches preached the gospel during the past six months mm. was to love their neighbor mm. and to do things that, though they had the right to do them, yep. as Christ laid aside his rights, we lay aside some of our rights instead of just plowing ahead and saying, well, we're going to do what we want to do. And I think you know, peace in every situation is awesome. When we partner with love for others, mm. that's power. Because Christ was ultimately in control. You see that in the Gospels. Sure. That he chose where to walk and how to walk and yeah. when to retreat and when to not because he was obedient. And he knew there was a timeline and that he would suffer for our sins. But he he took the time to to uh, play by the rules. Maybe that's a bad way to word it, but you know, like I know how to work within the systems that were in the, in the world and leverage them for the gospel. I feel like your sense of peace should drive your ability to love people that I have, I have this peace knowing that God has got all of this and that there is no authority outside of his. And I know that whatever happens is okay. So I can wear a mask so I can give up some of my rights and not really care because God's got it. Like it doesn't matter. My <laughs> my trust and my faith in God and God's authority and God's sovereignty should result in a peace in my life. And that peace in my life should then drive and be one of the driving factors in my genuine love and concern for other people yeah. and my ability to love people, make disciples. Yeah. But I think so often we try to say, like you're saying, I'm going to leverage my peace. I'm going to leverage knowing that God has sovereignty. I'm going to leverage that so that I can do whatever I want. And I think <laughs> you're, that's not right. That's not okay. <laughs> that's, that's wrong on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's... Once again, it's taking it all back to not humility and it's all about me. Yeah. 
And there was an example uh, when we were trying to do some ministry in schools. Uh, this is going back a ways. Uh, we got to a point where it was awesome. Like we had great relationships. Uh, our starting point when we would, when I went in, this is going back a decade, uh, would be, hey, I'm here. Yes, uh, at that time I was bivocational. So I said, this is what I do. But I also work with, mm-hmm. you know, at the church with students. And uh, we just want to say, can we help? Sure, like the right. Bible, yep. we believe in character traits that are consistent with biblical worldviews. But however you feel we could be best used yep. in the school, let us know. And that started to open doors and build relationships. COVID has thrown a huge wrench in that this year, obviously. But it got to the point where, which led to coaching. Yeah. And then it led to where the principal would let us come in in the end of the school year and advertise our summer programming and do signups yeah. in the hallway because we built that relationship. On the other side of it, we went. Uh, we were doing a program for younger. I was mainly in junior high and high school. We wanted to do a summer program for the kids. And I went in to ask, could we uh, send home this mailer? And uh, one of the administrators was there and pulled me aside. We were having a conversation, and uh, they let me know that they were a follower of Christ as well, and that they their church had tried to mm. do this, wanted them to mail something out. And uh, the admit, the higher-ups in the school, superintendent, whatever, sure. there's a lot of people, right, they have to sign off on that stuff. And they said, uh, well, we can send, you know, they looked at it, and they, they said circled these couple Bible verses over mm. and said, like, you can send this out, but you can't have the Bible verses there, but you can, you can send it out and tell them where it is, it's at your sure. church and all this. And the church leadership said, no, we're not <laughs> taking those Bible verses wow. off because we have a right. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, so dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. that to me is one of those examples as yeah. we're talking. Like, there's a way we have to do things. Right. And we lay aside... All right. Yes. Could I go stand in the parking lot yeah. of our school and pr- like speak about God? Yeah. yeah. Like on a megaphone? Yeah. Sure could. Put a sandwich board on. And if you do that, sorry, no offense. Yeah, um, a little offense. little offense. Yeah. I'll tell you. It's offensive. Yeah. It's offensive. I mean, the, yeah. the people wear a badge of like, <laughs> I offended everybody. Look, this is a badge <laughs> right. of honor. Like, no, you, you, you basically turn people off to even God's love. But, right. yeah. but you have, but you, instead you say, I have peace. That these are the the regulations they're going to put on us. We'll play by those rules, right. and God, you'll do what you're going right. to do. Right? You know, like God's big enough, God's so strong <laughs> enough, God's yeah. powerful enough to do yeah. whatever God needs to do and wants to do in that moment. And why? Yeah. Like, I believe boldness for the gospel is very, very, very easily confused with arrogance and pride. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, we're just gonna well. Yeah. Look at the way your savior yeah. chose to speak. <laughs> right. Look at the, you know what I mean? Right. Like, look at the people. Talk to a missionary. Yeah. Talk to somebody who's been in a creative access country mm-hmm. where the Lord has them right working as a teacher. Yep. And just hoping that the Lord opened a door for decades and they see one person come, yeah. but they go, but this is what I had to do. And they have peace yeah. with God. So, you know, I think we have to be wise mm-hmm. and, and we have to look the, we live in America, which with great freedoms, we need to make sure that we keep um, our our love of God and love of others. Be like we started with before, be the thing that overrides everything. And yeah. how do we work in these difficult times? And how do we work during a crisis? Like you said, nothing changes. I mean, as far as what we're gonna do, yeah. how we do it, yeah, it, it has to modify. Right. Yeah. Right. The message doesn't change. No. The methods do. Yeah. And we we flex. We like when we went on mission trips early on. Yeah. It would like at first it was kind of like you you came to this reality. It was people entrusted of, their children to you. Yeah, and I know. Me. That's scary enough. <laughs> uh, but the word that we came back to after a very short amount of time is flexible. Just be flexible. Yeah. Like because we had this plan. We went to Nyack one year. I don't know if you were. You were <laughs> I there. wasn't there for that one. And we're oh, we're gonna have these air conditioned dorms and it's gonna be great. <laughs> and we show up and it's like hot as the sun and nothing was ever. Oh, as we planned. I think it was on that trip. I think was when we said look. I number one, I as a leader get it because I'm like trying to feel like well, you said this, and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> like it finally like God, it like it was almost like a lesson that God could only teach us that way of having to walk through it. Like, uh, okay, we need to be flexible, like, who cares? Okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the same thing in our lives is that there's you might have a plan, like when we started January 1st, 2020, it wasn't like, man all these bad things are going to happen and it's going to be horrible this year and everything's <laughs> going to be contributed or you're going to be attributed to that. We had no idea. Yeah. But we have to learn to say, okay, God, because <laughs> anything other than that is saying that God is not big enough. He's not in control. And we like, we talked about last week at our church and not in Philippians, uh, but in John 11 <laughs> with Lazarus and yeah. like 
Yeah. Like Jesus, the one whom you love, wink, yeah. wink, is sick. And so Jesus says, okay, I'll be there in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 what? what? Like you heal these people you don't even know, like, you know, surface wise. Like I'm sure he knew that. Right. And you're not going to come and do something about this. Yeah. You're going to do something. He's like, look, what's going to happen and we're going to continue on this week is what happened was it resulted in people seeing the glory of God. It resulted in lives right. being changed and it was, it, it, it compounded. It wasn't just like, Oh, these few people, like it made effects into Jerusalem, into the Passover, and ultimately to him leading to the cross. But it was like something you never expected in that moment. Like, why would you not do what this, like, right. do something about this? <laughs> we could do a whole um, yeah. podcast on short term mission trips and you know, <laughs> good and bad. There's a lot of things that uh, have come out of those. Well, as long as you have a Nintendo DS with Wi Fi, I you're mean, good. you're good you know, to go. Okay. Um, yeah, we, for sure. I think. That is a, it's like a pressure cooker of, we're here to do the Lord's work. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we want it this way. I mean, we did a retreat one time and I got cabins, got a really good deal mm. on the cabins. And then we found out that like four out of the six weren't completed. And so the heat didn't ah, work boy. and it was extremely cold. And I sleep like a bear mm. in hibernation yeah. and I woke up the next morning uh, freezing for one. Sure. But then I look at my phone and... All these text messages from leaders, like it's so cold here. Like, can you call the like I had the walkie-talkie yeah, to communicate yeah. to the overnight person? And one was my wife, like saying, like seriously, honey, it's freezing. No one can sleep. We're miserable. And I was like, uh, got it at six a.m. Sorry about that. And I've never heard that. You know, like every time if we were to plan a retreat again, they'd be like, are we gonna have heat? <laughs> walk, like, you walk. suffered for the Lord. Right. You're welcome. Notice nobody asks, are you gonna answer your text messages? Because we they all know, know we're not. Oh gosh. <laughs> You know I'm not, and especially not at night. Yeah. It's like <laughs> or during the day, or during the day, or any other time. Well, that's just you guys. <laughs> See, yeah, don't sense. throw that out there. Some people that come to this church listen. They're gonna think it's well, actually. They know it's not. They know it's, it's, I do. It's I'm, not even fake news. Okay, it's, I'm doing better. Can I have some grace? Yeah. Can I have a little humility? I'll sprinkle it with. So I am giving you grace. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you waited how long for me today? Let's not talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's not even talk okay. about it. Um. But anyway, I, I think that um, I feel, again, when we circle back to this, that um, we do feel like we're saying the same things over and over again, but I don't believe for a second that um, the message will change. And I think I've shared this before, like mm -hmm. when I meet with people that you have an ongoing relationship with, you're discipling them, mm -hmm. and you get to that point where they're like in that young adult not, you know, spiritually, young yeah. adult yeah. age, and they're taking the turn where it's like less and less about them and more yeah. about the mission of God. And they'll come back to with struggles and I give the same answers. And I'm like, you realize I'm giving you answers from the Bible. <laughs> Those aren't going to change. I right. think, you know, we always use forgiveness. Right. Oh, but they were really mean to you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. That's right there. Sorry. I didn't see that part in Matthew. Yeah. Like you're allowed to not forgive that one. Let's no. forget that Jesus is hanging on a cross, <laughs> right. dying for I the mean, sins of the world. Yeah. It says, Father, forgive, forgive them. them. Right. So, um, so if you heard this podcast, you're like, you guys said a lot of the same things. I would say, yeah, I, it, <laughs> the problem is not in hearing. Yeah. Uh, it's in act, yeah. it's in action. And we need to put these things uh, to practice. And that's where I see God building my faith. Sure. When I yep. go, I don't want to do that, Lord, but I know I should. If it's a clear biblical mandate, um, I know, God, that if I believe in your sovereignty, then you're sovereign in this uh, situation in America right now. Yep. Whichever one you want to throw on that platform, right. he's, on, he's in charge of all of them. He's over all of them. Yep. And so when I feel myself, uh, there's a song, an old song oh, still. Boy. Do you remember that? When the oceans rise and thunder roars, I will... Um, soar with you above the storm. Uh, it's an old, it's, it's maybe but early 2000s, Ooh. but I, it really stuck out to me. Like, um, it's actually, I think, probably on our playlist for this week. <laughs> and I think it is. But I mean, I just remember those words thinking, like, nothing that comes our way. There's many right. things that speak to that are going to overtake us, but I have to put my mind on that thing, yep. uh, that on God, sure. not on the circumstance. Right. And so I think the question is is Jesus enough? I mean, when it comes down to it, is he enough? And send us your emails. We'll do a poll and we'll see what you think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and what that mean? What does that mean? Well, of course, Jesus is enough. Well, so then, how does that affect your life? How does that affect the way that you think? How does it affect the next time this God does show up later? God is silent, or God is absent in this in this situation, or seemingly those things. How do you respond? I'm going to trust. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of the things that came to mind that maybe we can talk about someday is moralistic therapeutic <laughs> deism, uh, because I feel like that's pervasive in our yeah. churches, in the mm-hmm. mindset of the people of our churches. At one point in our conversation today, I felt like, oh, that'll be really good. And then we kind of went somewhere else. So uh, it might be interesting to talk about that because it's, um, I think a lot of people believe in that and don't realize they believe in that. Yeah, yeah. correct. For sure. And it's not biblical. No. But you had this idea that that God exists <laughs> and he he wants me to be happy and yep. all these things that like that would be an interesting conversation. Yeah. That happens no offense, but that happens uh, to a greater extent when you are biblically illiterate. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. if you read the Word of God, you right. will not find that. Right. But the fact that it exists is so prevalent. Yeah. So again, in Western Christianity, because yeah, I'll find I'll find you large portion, the overwhelming majority of followers of Christ, if you go by numbers around the world, would go. You guys believe that? Yeah. No way. You know, that's yeah. a different podcast. So no, no, I won't even talk about it because you get me going. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would love to hear your comments if you've made it this far, an hour and five minutes in, yeah, you know, if done. you've made it this far. <laughs> uh, we'd love to, as always, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation, yeah. feedback, not just next, on you. Know. Next week, we'll plug Aaron's mic in. He's been <laughs> here, but we just didn't want him. Aaron, I'm just kidding. Enough. He couldn't be with us. Yeah. In case you're wondering, yeah. I know some of the students from our group yeah. do listen to this. Um, not he, this far in. They're not. Like, they, we've yeah. lost them. Well, they know. listen at like 2.5 times, so we've all sound like <laughs> yeah. the chipmunks. <laughs> they just wanted to hear us talk about Cool Whip yeah. and Ready Whip. So I'm not going back there, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get sucked back into your conversation right. about pie. Yeah. You want to yeah. smoke a chicken afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> it's about time for a break, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, that's our conversation on, uh, you know, what if Christians actually acted like Jesus and and grace, and what do we do in the chaos? Humility. The potpourri of, of conversation about all potpourri. those things. Potpourri. And we're actually... Hungry. Yeah, we are hungry. It's it's lunchtime. But we're always hungry because we talk at 9 o'clock in the morning. We're still talking about Chipotle. So. <sighs> yes. All right. Well, does that put the end on episode 15? Are we it has to. Feeling, so. feeling good? A, a mashup of... Yeah, mashup's the right word. Potpourri's old school mashup is... Like, is I don't right even know word. what potpourri is. It's like a decoration. Ask your mom. She'll know. <laughs> <laughs> like, potpourri, is it, it like a decoration stuff? Deco- no, yeah, no, you put it uh, into like water and then you yeah, start it on... A candle like, yeah. underneath of it. It, sm- it's like it just a, like... It's old school scentsy. Hey, hey, old school scentsy. Loose, it's like loose leaf tea, but candles. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were to take leaves so, and put them in something... And it then, was also a category on uh, Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. Uh, Mashup's the right word, though. Mashup is a better word. Yeah. All right. Gen Z. <laughs> Millennial. Do you, ever, you, do you ever wonder why, like Gen Z today, not expecting it's over? It's the end of the world. Yeah. Also, the we're doing that world. thing where we didn't end the podcast. I know. So we're in the I know. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for today. We will see you next time. We'll see you soon. <laughs>